We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. We are breaking down all aspects of Yankee baseball. This is the Bronx Pinstripe Show with your hosts, Andrew Rotondi and Scott Reinen. Let's go. All right, guys, thanks for joining us. We got the, the, the Tampa Rays today and really do appreciate and welcome Trisha Whitaker. Thank you so much for, for coming on. Trisha is Valley Sports Sun Rays sideline reporter and host. Really do appreciate you taking the time to come out and give us uh, give us all your thoughts on, on the Rays and how we're going to be battling you guys today. Yeah, absolutely. I'm just glad we have baseball to talk about right now. I was a little worried for a bit. <laughs> Very true. They they figured yeah. it out. So like at the end of the day, we're just like, you know what? Can we just figure this out, please, so we can all enjoy the thing that we love watching for the entire season and not have to have any kind of asterisk or shortened season or any of that? Um, what's been the What's been the thought down there? Just you know, in in the Tampa, uh, the clubhouse around the um, the lockout. What was the feeling going into that? Are you guys just waiting for this the anticip- anticipation of it? Frustration? Like, how are you guys feeling down there as as a as it was uh, getting ready to, uh, you know, for them to actually yeah, um Honestly, I think the team did a really good job of preparing the players before the lockout even started. So we hear a lot from, um, especially the pitchers, because this affects them the most, obviously. Um, we hear a lot from the pitchers about how the Rays pitching coach, Kyle Snyder, basically set them up with game plans before the lockout started, because he knew that he wasn't going to be able to talk to them, right? So going into the lockout, he was like, yeah. hey, you're going to work on this. Ryan Yarbrough, you need to work on um, getting your velo back to where it was because that was your biggest problem last year. Um, so, you know, I think they did. A, I was actually very pleasantly surprised. Um, I know they're a hardworking group, but the fact that they already had a game plan way back in October before the lockout even started was impressive to me. So it doesn't look like they they have skipped a beat. I got to tell you, it it feels on brand for the Rays to be ahead of the game with the way that they develop their players, the way that they have, you know, such a it it, it really does when when they when they lose a guy, it doesn't seem like they they skip a beat lately. It really doesn't. And you know, I think uh, even last year when you're looking at the pitching that they lost going into the season, I was one of them looking at the season while uh, Andrew, my co-host, and I are, are, are talking about what the AL East is going to look like, and people had the Rays down in the standings they they did not think it was going to be another year and i'm like what is everybody else looking at that we're not seeing every year they just find another guy that we've never <laughs> heard of who throws 100 miles an hour 
and they develop these and they bring them up and they have success. So I wasn't surprised with it. And what you're saying right now does seem like it's the way that they run their organization, which is tight and, and very organized. So I have a lot of um, respect for the way that the, the, the organization handles themselves and, and conducts yeah, their 100%. business. That's, that's the raise, right? I mean, I remember last year, We'd be like, all right, who's who's uh, available in the bullpen today? This guy, never heard of him. Like, <laughs> I mean, it was just, it was crazy. Right. And yet they still had um, the best bullpen in the league for the majority of the season. So these, uh, the front office and the scouts, and I, I hate, like, I always tell people I hate team talk. Like, I hate people who are just like, everybody's so amazing. Like, no, that's not true. But yeah. with the Rays, like, the diamonds in the rough that they find, it's incredible. It's like these guys who like nobody else wanted or counted out. Um, and the Rays basically find them and turn them into guys who just are pivotal parts of the bullpen. It's, it's crazy to me. So it's been really fun to cover a team like that because <laughs> you never know what's coming. <laughs> yeah. Contributors everywhere. Why, why do you think that is? Why do you think that is it the commitment to, the minor leagues commitment to the development process, but like, how are they, do they just have better scouts than everybody yes. else to identify yes, these things, do. looking at different <laughs> analytics? Okay. And I'm confident saying well, that. Hey, that's a, that's the straight shooting yes, answer. I they do have it. better scouts than everybody. And I'm okay with saying that, um, because it's true. Uh, when you look at their uh, track record, they do have better scouts than everybody. I mean, they're the ones who found Wander when he was 16 years old. Right. Um, and not only that, but when the players come here, the thing that every player says when they come here is the Rays simplified things for me. And they said, just do what you're good at. They fine tune what you're good at. They don't try to make you somebody that you're not, right? Especially in the bullpen and the pitchers. They always say, Kyle Snyder tells me to do this and that, and that is it. Don't try to complicate it. Don't try to be anybody other than yourself, right? Um, and that I think is the key to the formula, the best scouts that I've ever been around and simplifying it. Just be yourself and do what you're good at. It's the old, it's the old saying, the, uh, the K I S S keep it simple, stupid. Just, just do, do the things, <laughs> we do that the things on a well for this season. And, <laughs> yeah, that's right. Oh, I really hope I didn't just put a rally cry for the, for the race. Ooh, Yankees uh, fans aren't going to be happy would, with you if that becomes a thing. Yeah, that's not going to be good. <laughs> that's not going to work out well for me. It's, Twitter is going to be even worse. It's going not not going to be great. <laughs> um, no, that's that's. I mean, look, I, I don't disagree with you. I think that the proof is in the pudding here. These guys do. They find contributors everywhere. They find contributors, you know, with older arms, with younger arms. It doesn't seem to be. And you know, the scary thing for me when I look down at at Tampa and and see what's in their their farm systems, that they have a lot of really good young kids that are coming mm -hmm. up too. So you you uh, you know add raw talent and. Uh, the people who are ascending on their career, and then you sprinkle in the people that are the contributors, the you know finding those uh, those opportunities for them to con to contribute at a very specific level, which they do so well. Um, yeah, that's that's not great for the Yankees long term when you think about you know what this what this is going to be. But for baseball fans, I think it's it's a good thing because you're looking at the AL East being an absolute dogfight this year. I mean, I, I really do think it's going to be um, a, a tough battle, and I'll, I'll get your thoughts and. And we'll, we'll uh, hopefully get some projections out of you and you. predictions at the end of this. But um, just, you know, with the week, the uh, the season about a week away, spring happening, what, what's the overall thought and just vibe in the uh, in Tampa, in the clubhouse for uh, the upcoming season? You know, How's I think the vibe is, you know, there's a lot of confidence and they are still very, I was interviewing Yandy Diaz the other day. He And I asked him, 
you know, how long did you kind of sit on the ALDS that lost to the Red Sox, right? Because a lot of people thought, well, most people thought the Rays were going to go a lot deeper in the postseason, right? Um, and Yandy just kind of looks at me and he goes, how long did it take? I'm still thinking about it. And I was like, okay, gotcha. <laughs> I got it. So that's very much the vibe right now. It's, it's some of the guys will kind of be like, no, I'm not really thinking about it. It's like, yeah, you are because the expectations were so high. Um, but our GM Pete Bendix said the other day, he said, the reason our expectations are so high is because we know we have a real chance. Um, and I think that's kind of the feeling headed into 2022 is that they have a, quite a lengthy window, but this is the window for them. Right. Um, and there's not a lot of turnover on this roster. So there's a lot of guys on this roster who have been through kind of the postseason the last three years and losing the World Series and losing in the ALDS. They need, they want to get it done. They have very much has it, have a chip on their shoulder. Um, and I think that's the feeling. And there's also a lot of confidence in the fact that there's not a lot of turnover. Really, the only guy you lost is, is Joey Wendell. And then you added Corey Kluber and... You added one piece to the bullpen, really, and the bullpen's basically the same. Um, and this is a team that won 100 wins in the regular season. So I think there's high expectations, but I think those high expectations are very, very realistic with this group. You know, I think that there were, there were certain things uh, I think we expected in the offseason. At least there were, there were rumblings of, um, you know, some trades. Kiermaier was, was, there were rumors, you know, talking about, there were rumors to him at the Yankees, which made <laughs> zero sense. Uh, but I, uh, yeah, I I think they did. They kept their core together. They kept everything together. And they obviously gave that massive, uh, the big contract to, um, uh, to, to, um, a name Wander Franco. Thank you. Is, uh, they gave him this, you know, a big contract. Obviously he was the number one prospect in baseball for a long time coming in. Um, is this, is this that next level or, or are they expecting this, you know, a big year? Obviously he was, um, among the top of AL, uh, rookie of the year with, uh, you know, with, as we call him. So, uh, Look, all, all due respect, Rice Aroni getting into, you know, as as the, the rookie of the year. But are, are you expecting just this this breakthrough big year from him um, and for him to start really carrying yeah, this team? Yeah, uh, they are. And But the thing about it is, you know, last season when he came up to the big leagues, he probably took a whole week just to get comfortable and that is it. And then he was comfortable, right? It was crazy watching him. I mean, Cash was talking, Kevin Cash was talking about Wander the other day, and he was like, he's such a tough um, at bat because he's going to put the ball in play. Like, very rarely does yeah. he strike out. That doesn't happen with Wander Franco. Um, and it's just been incredible to watch him. Just also the way that Wander has handled all of this, it doesn't phase him at all. The expectations don't phase him at all. In fact, he thrives under that spotlight. Um, because he's, if you think about it, he's been under that spotlight since he was 16 years old. This is nothing new to him. Um, and I do think that in the first full season, this is going to be very telling of the player that he's going to be. I feel like a first full season in major league baseball with expectations pretty high. And he did that to himself because last year it can be argued. He exceeded those expectations. You know, that on base streak, you see a 20 year old with names, you know, like Mickey Mantle and those guys, it's just like, what? Like, how is this even happening? You can't even legally have a beer. Like, and you're, you know, you're already <laughs> making major league history. So the expectations are very high, but I don't think there's a doubt in anybody's mind that he's going to meet those expectations. At least that's the feeling I get in spring training because, you know, during spring training, it's the time to write feature stories. So you've got all these writers coming in asking the same exact question every single day, but it's different outlets, right? 
So like the last three weeks, Kevin Cash has had to answer the same exact question about Wander, like almost every single day, because you got the New York Times coming in, you got somebody from The Athletic, you got whoever it is, MLB Network. And Kevin's like, you know what? I actually don't mind answering this question a thousand times because Wander has high expectations, but we know that he's going to meet those expectations. So I'll talk about it all day long. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he definitely looks the part. There's no doubt about it. You can, you know, just a eye test, gut check when you see a guy coming up and, and having the success that he does. It doesn't seem like any moment's too big for him. It doesn't seem like a, the stage is, is, is too big for him by any means. He definitely feels like he fits in very, very naturally. And you can just tell he's a ball player. Um, and, you know, the fact that he doesn't strike out and, and, and he showed that already uh, and he's just making contact, like that's, that's to, in today's game, one, just an amazing attribute to have as a hitter because of the, of, you know, the, the big strikeout and, uh, and home run. Uh, trends that we see across baseball, having a guy that that is able to make you know contact, able to get on base in different ways, sp- uh, spray the ball, you know, f- pull the pole. I think it's a it's a it's a huge attribute for that. Um, when you're when you're looking at some of the other guys coming up, I know that there there are some young guys coming in. I think even in the when you look in the rotation as well, Patino is a guy that uh, I know that there's a lot of expectations around. I expect him to take another step this year. Who else are you looking at as another player that? you know, maybe it isn't getting as much limelight, but you're expecting, you know, either a leap or, you know, this someone's going to show up this year and, and make yeah, it. Yeah, I think you mentioned Luis Patino. That's actually a really good one. Um, not to take your answer, but that's probably the answer is Luis Patino. Um, another guy would be Shane Boz. Um, obviously, right now, uh, he had to have some loose bodies removed from his elbow, but he, he'll be okay. It's not seen as a big deal. Um, but probably Shane Boz and Luis Patino, those two guys. Um, Shane Boz made his debut last year. Luis Patino, um, obviously, let's see, he made his debut in 2020 um, in San Diego, but they're really looking to him to take that next step, right? Um, and Shane Boz is a guy that I'm so excited about. Um, he's young, and he is just incredible to watch on the mound when he's when he's firing on all cylinders. Um so I think my answer would be Shane Boz and Luis Patino. Those are the two guys that I think they're really looking to to step up. Shane McClanahan as well, but he really stepped up last year when Tyler um when Tyler Glass now went down. Um but you know he's their opening day starter and Glass now is not expected to return until the postseason or the very end of the season. That's that's best case scenario, right? So Shane McClanahan has a full major league season under his belt, but this is his second year and there are very high expectations for him because he is their ace from day one. Last year, he wasn't their ace from day one, right? So um, I think that would be my answer. Those three guys, and I know they're all pitchers, but um, I I think that's what I would say. Um, Maybe another guy would be Taylor Walls. Um, He is a guy who's he's expected to be a do-it-all infielder, but he knows that when Wander Franco's in the lineup, Wander Franco's going to be a shortstop, not Taylor, right? And Taylor's a shortstop. He's a damn good shortstop. Kevin Cash has talked about how they have two of the most athletic shortstops in the league at spring training right now. Um, but Taylor's going to have to take a step offensively, and he's going to have to be okay with being a versatile infielder and knowing that when Wander is in the lineup, he's going to play shortstop. So I think I think that's... Gosh, you asked for one player and I just gave you four, didn't I? Um. <laughs> See, that's just, you, you're just, now you're just gloating about the scouting and, and all of the good players that are young. Hey, coming we up. got a lot of them. Um, it's no, all true. I stand by. I know. Us. No, trust me. I know. I, I, I know. 
the and and you know when you when you start losing named players, that's when you look. You just look towards the new guys that are coming up for this organization, and you just expect them to make an impact. So, what's the team dynamic? You know, I, I think keeping some of the guys, Kiermaier's, you know. When you look at, at 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 some of these teams that do really well, there's a mix of veteran guys, young young guys coming in, and and they they find that they find that that clubhouse juju that that does well. It's a, it's a nice mix of been there, done that, and also uh, you know uh, as I, I've said in the past with the Yankees when they in like 2016, young and dumb, they don't know any better. They just know how to play baseball really well, and they know how to play hard, and then the things happen. And you have these veteran guys shape, I think, sometimes who they are and how they how they play throughout the year. So what is that presence? How, how important is that presence in the clubhouse to have the veteran guys, um, you know, along with this, this, this mix of, of, of young talent uh, for them to, you know, take the AL East to look and, and make that, that, that deeper run. Cause clearly their, their sites are on world series or bust at this year. And, and, you know, the, rightfully so. Yeah, they have yeah. The it's, it. it's very important. And one of the guys that a lot of the team has been talking about this season is the addition of Corey Kluber. He is that veteran clubhouse, a veteran presence in the clubhouse right now, right? This is a two-time Cy Young winner. He's been there. He's done that. Um, he's not a raw, raw guy, right? He's not going to go in there and oh no, we, be we a know. cheerleader. We, yeah, you know, yeah. <laughs> he's not a raw, raw guy, right? But but he is that veteran presence in the clubhouse that I think that they that they needed, right? They've got you know a lot of young guys, but. They, I do think they needed that veteran presence. The last time they really had that was Charlie Morton. Um, so I think Corey Kluber was a huge, huge piece to that. But otherwise, I mean, it's weird to say that like Austin Meadows and Brandon Lau are the veterans now on that team, but they are, right? And um, you've got Austin Meadows, you got Brandon Lau, you got Kevin Kiermeyer. Obviously, he's a veteran of the team. He's almost 32 years old. Um, but I do think that that veteran leader is going to be Corey Kluber for them. Um, and like I said, not a very outspoken guy. He's more lead by example, watch me work. Um, and I think that's going to be really valuable to this team. This team already has like really great chemistry. Like the Rays are kind of known for that. You can come in and you can be yourself. Like, and Kevin Cash preaches that too. It starts from him. I mean, the man is the most even keeled, um, level headed guy that I have ever covered. Um, he generally acts the same when they win and when they lose in a press conference. And that's very rare. Um, he's very matter of fact and he doesn't get too high and he doesn't get too low. And that trickles down, um, you know, down the roster. So when you talk about a veteran presence, that is Corey Kluber, but in a strange way, I know he's not a player, but it's also Kevin Cash. No, it's interesting. Yeah. He's, he's definitely, uh, he's definitely that guy. You could tell that he has a lot of respect, um, in the clubhouse that he's, he, he, you know, the way he even talks to the media sometimes, catching a few of his press conferences, he, you can tell that he has that respect, has the, the players back and, and is really one of those uh, true player managers. Uh, I think he, he does a very good job at getting the most out of his guys. Uh, you look across the league, you may have as much talent and the scouting, but if you have a guy who can activate that talent on the major league level, uh, that's a, that's a special trait. And it seems like he's, I will say he's got one that, thing. That, the only time that, I have seen attribute. Kevin Cash, not even keeled. Do you know what that was? But you could guess. Playoffs last year. No. Postseason. Post post game no. post game no. press conference. Golf course. <laughs> it has to do with Araldus Chapman and Mike Brasso. <laughs> oh yeah. That yeah, was yeah. the only time okay. that I have seen Kevin Cash not even keeled in a press conference. He was heated and it turned into a t shirt and it just it was it was that was the only time when he played the Yankees and that whole debacle happened. <laughs> 
We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. The headlines remind us daily, the world is a dangerous place. The elites in charge say everything's fine, stop noticing, but you know better. And your gut knows that time is short to prepare for a world that is four missed meals away from chaos. My Patriot Supply has helped over three million families become more self-reliant and is the company Americans trust to prepare. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com and secure their best-selling three-month emergency food kits. Each contain delicious breakfasts, lunches, and dinners, averaging over 2,000 calories per day. Secure at least one food kit for each family member. For a limited time, save $200, plus get free shipping on all their Ready Hour three-month emergency food kits. You're not ready if it's not Ready Hour Foods. My Patriot Supply also has solar power generators, water filtration units, biomass stoves, heirloom seeds, and critical survival gear. Shop MyPatriotSupply.com today. MyPatriotSupply.com. You mentioned Corey Kluber as being a veteran guy. Uh, obviously, we, we, had, uh, we had Kluber last year. The injury history, the, the injuries are always a concern with him. Um, you have some, some additional injuries in the bullpen. Uh, obviously glass now, as you mentioned, you know, if he's available, it'll be late in the season, postseason. What is the, uh, you know, what's the, the worry level of the injuries with the guys in the bullpen? Um, and then, yeah, you know, can you even count on Corey Kluber for, uh, you know, however many starts, however many innings that you're getting at him, obviously the Rays, uh, find their innings from different places, I think from, from most teams, but yeah, what's the, what's the feeling on the, on the injuries? In the well, gosh, I hope we can count on Corey Kluber because that's why he's here. Um, so I, I hope that we can. Um, the bullpen injuries, I assume you're talking about Pete Fairbanks specifically, and then Nick Anderson, who's not expected to come back until potentially after the all-star break. But honestly, here's the thing. Whoops. Here's the thing. This is the problem with old school headphones. Um, they are getting so many guys actually back from injury, right? So we've got Colin Poche coming back. We got Jalen Beeks coming back. Um, and that is really, and Ryan Thompson as well. That's really going to make a difference for them. So while the Pete Fairbanks news was not ideal, um, it's they're going to be okay. They've got a lot of good arms in that bullpen. Um, you know, Andrew Kittredge, he was their all-star last year, and he was just absolutely dominant. Um, it, it's a fantastic bullpen, and um, I think despite the injury of Pete Fairbanks and Nick Anderson not being able to come back until – the all-star break, they're going to be just fine. Um, we've watched a lot of those guys recently who came back from injury, and they look like they haven't even skipped a beat. Like Jalen Beeks had uh, Tommy John surgery a year ago, and 
Um, <clears throat> he looks awesome. He looks even better than he did before. Um, and so I think they're going to be just fine. I mean, it sucks to not have Pete Fairbanks. Um, but last year, Pete, Pete had a lot of random injuries as well. And then the second half of the season wasn't the best for him. Um, and the bullpen was still dominant. So I think that's where the Rays depth and their, uh, the Rays way comes in finding guys that you wouldn't expect. <laughs> it's the, uh, what do they call it? The, um, all, the, the, the horses, the stable. The, all the, the stall of horses that they, the stable of horses. The 98ers. Yeah. They, I mean, it, the 98ers, right? A, a lot of, look, they do. They, there's, 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 uh, they're deep in that way. So <laughs> your answer is really not surprising. Um, when you're looking at the Yankees across uh, in the AL East, looking at what the Red Sox have done, um, looking at the the young uh, Toronto Blue Jays, I'm not going to include the Orioles in Why? this conversation Why would yet, you but <laughs> it, you, you know, you know, everybody's seeing how many games that we have, how many games that we have with the Orioles. That's a that's a lot of wins that we can put up on the board. Actually, it's it's very important, I think, for the teams that we just mentioned. That's what to beat the, the Orioles came down in to the division because year. that's who played best against exactly. the Orioles. The Rays did. <laughs> Right. Yeah. Yeah. They did. What What are they? Uh, what's What's the the feeling in the clubhouse for for the other teams? You know, how how are do they think about the other teams? Are they looking? Are they, is anybody talking about uh, the other teams? You, just curious as to what your what the thought is. Uh, I haven't you know, actually the, talked uh, to the players the about the other teams, but from our perspective, when you look at the AL East, uh, it's I don't want to use the word scary, but it's dangerous. I'll use that word. It's dangerous. Yeah. The Red Sox they got hot at the right time last year and. The Yankees, that's always a battle with the Yankees and the Rays. Um, and the Blue Jays, honestly, my answer of the team that actually I believe is the biggest threat to the Rays is the Blue Jays. Um, they're a young team. They're a good team. Um, and I'm, I think that that's going to be the series that it sounds weird, but that I circle you know, every couple months, like this is, this is the series we need to see them play well. And, but here's the thing that you mentioned, no, the Orioles are not a threat, but the division really does come down to who plays well against the Orioles, because you have to win the games you're supposed to win. And you're supposed to win those games. And last year, when you looked at, when it got close to the end of the season, we're like, Oh crap. You know, everybody kind of overlooked that series and acted like it didn't matter. It ended up being what mattered. Right. And the Rays went, I think, 18 and one against the Orioles. Um, you got to win the games you're supposed to win. But um, ah, man, the East is uh, there's a lot of beasts of the East this year. Right. And I don't I don't know that one team can take that title right off the bat. It's going to be I mean, arguably, I, I obviously a little biased, but it's I think it's the best division in baseball. Um, and I'm really, really excited to see what happens, because those three teams battling it out all season long. That's must-watch TV. There's no love lost either. That, that's what I like the most, to be honest. Like I love the competitiveness on the field. The the Rays and the Yankees certainly no love lost. There's there's definitely a, a you know a tension that has built up over the years between the two between the two organizations. And you know with Toronto, like you said, they're they're young and hungry. Like that that team is just dangerous because. They're playing like yes, they got nothing exactly. to lose at this point with with the with the young with the young guys that they and they mash like they're they're, they're um, if they can follow up with some pitching this year they're they're definitely a dangerous team I, I yeah. agree with you all right Trish well thanks so much for coming on uh, before we get out of here the AL East is going to be a dogfight as we mentioned uh, but would love to get your what's what's the prediction what do you what do you call like it? who's going to win the division or what's our record yeah who's going to win who's and and what are the Rays doing this year. <laughs> 
let's let's get I, on the record. Oh my here. gosh, we're getting on the record. Um, so actually, <laughs> we had this conversation the other day on our show, and we all had to give predictions. And I hate I hate giving like actual record predictions. Um, but obviously, we know the Rays won a hundred regular season games last year, and that was great. I really don't want Rays fans to give me crap for this because I don't think that the Rays are a worse team this year by any means. I just think the division is that much tougher this year with the Blue Jays, especially. We just talked about that. So for the Rays, I'm going to go with 95, 96 wins. Um, and not that that's a huge difference from 100 wins, but at the end of the season, yeah, that that that's a difference, right? Um, yeah. And I, I, I do th- still think that the Rays are going to win the division. I do. Um, when I look at this roster and the fact that there's not a lot of turnover, um, and when you look at what they were able to do last year, I, I just don't see... I, I know, like you, you talked at the beginning of the podcast, how some people were like, "Oh, they're not going to be like, why? Why would that? What's different? There's the, what? There's only better things added to the roster. There's nothing different. So what makes you say that?" Um, so I think that the Rays are going to win the division this year, back to back to back AL East champions, um, and I think it's going to be maybe a 95, 96 win season for them. Um, but it's I I I will call that it's going to be a dogfight to the very end, and I can't wait for September honestly. Because when you look at these three teams at the top of the East, like I mean, it's just going to be amazing competition. I can't wait. I think the I think what you just said there is really interesting. Did not expect you to not right, pick the, the Rays, obviously for the <laughs> for the uh, for the title there. But but I think a ninety five ninety six win team winning the AL East is super interesting. Because of you know they're going to beat each other up, but that also means that you know going eighteen and one against the Orioles is not a given. That's not a, that's not that's a that's still a difficult Very thing to hard. do going against any team winning winning having that many wins against one team. Um, so I don't you know I don't even know if you can anticipate that again. Obviously, it's going to be close to that, but give you know give or take a few a few wins that right. could go either way. Yeah, maybe maybe it is mid nineties. Uh, I still think that someone's going to squeak at a uh, hundred wins. Um, to, to win that. I think that that's going to be like, that's the target to get to, to win the AL East. I think it is right there at a at hundred wins, but yeah, so it's going to be a dogfight. So it's going to be the Yankees, of course, absolutely going to be the Yankees. I mean, come on, we have to, we have to, we have to say the things we're supposed to say on this podcast. Win the games you're supposed to win and say the things you're supposed to say. That's how it goes. At the end of the day, all the, I don't think the Red Sox have enough pitching to win the division. I think Toronto, I think it's the Yankees. Uh, Tampa and Toronto. I think it's those three teams and uh, it's going to come down to head to head. And I agree. It's going to come down to how you play the Orioles and uh, you know, how you take care of your business. But, in see, the games the thing that you have about to it is, but I think it's going to be, I would have a, said a the Red right Sox would not have, you know, beat the Rays in the ALDS. I would, or, you know, I just would not have, have said that that would happen. That's why I like this division. Because the, the pitching wasn't supposed to be right. the way that, that it was. That's why like, I like this division. Nathan is not supposed like you, to be that guy. We don't know what's going to happen. So we could look like total idiots at the end of the season with our predictions. <laughs> that's fine. It's That's to be expected, <laughs> I think. <laughs> All right, Trisha, thanks so much. Really do appreciate it. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. Hey, guys. Thanks for listening to the Bronx Pinstripe Show. Make sure you find us on iTunes and subscribe so you can get all new episodes directly onto your phone. If you do like the show, we'd love for you to take a minute and give us a five-star rating and review in iTunes. It really helps us out and allows us to create more shows. We're on Twitter at Bronx Pinstripes and the same on Facebook. You can always find us there talking Yankee baseball. 
Thanks again, guys, for your support. Really appreciate it. And go Yankees. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.